Thanks for downloading or purchasing this sermon from Christchurch Forward. To find out more, visit forwardchurch.co.uk or join us on Sundays. John chapter 18, verse 1 to 14. When he had finished praying, Jesus left with his disciples and crossed the Kidron Valley. On the other side, there was a garden, and he and his disciples went into it. Now Judas, who betrayed him, knew the place because Jesus had often met there with his disciples. So Judas came to the garden, guiding a detachment of soldiers and some officials from the chief priests and the Pharisees. They were carrying torches, lanterns, and weapons. Jesus, knowing all that was going to happen to him, went out and asked them, Who is it you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. I am he, Jesus said. And Judas the traitor was standing there with them. When Jesus said, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. Again, he asked them, who is it you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they said. Jesus answered, I told you that I am he. If you're looking for me, then let these men go. This happened so that the words he had spoken would be fulfilled. I've not lost one of those you gave me. Then Simon Peter, who had a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant, cutting off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. Jesus commanded Peter, put your sword away. Shall I not drink the cup the father has given me? Then the detachment of soldiers, with its commander, And the Jewish officials arrested Jesus. They bound him and brought him first to Annas, who was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, the high priest that year. And Caiaphas was the one who had advised the Jewish leaders that it would be good if one man died for the people. John, one of Jesus' best friends, is writing this down for us so that we can believe in Jesus and be his forgiven friends forever. And he starts the story this morning by telling us about the bad plan. Okay? The bad plan. Have a look in verse 1. When he had finished praying, Jesus left with his disciples and crossed the Kidron Valley. On the other side there was a garden and his disciples went into it. He and his disciples. He's finished dinner. Uh, He's left. He's done some teaching and some praying. uh, And he goes off to a garden where the disciples like to hang out. And verse 2... Judas, who betrayed him, knew the place because Jesus had often met there with his disciples. Judas knows where they're going and Judas has brought people with him and he has a plan. We're going to see that it is a bad plan. But how do you know what kind of plan a plan is? Okay, I've got some people who are just in a second going to come and help me with that. What they're going to do is they're going to bring a bag full of stuff for their plan, and they're going to show me those things, Okay, and then you can work out what kind of plan it is from what they brought. And then if you shout out what you think the plan is, maybe I'll hear you all the way here in the church building. Uh, and you can do it too, children. Okay, so Paula, first of all, can you, can you just come and show me what's in your bag? Paula's got a few things in her bag. We're going to see what her plan is. Okay, what have you got for us, Paula? Okay. Doing this is some wipes. 
wipes. Okay, okay. Okay, I also have a ball. A ball, wipes and a ball. Oh, and I have, are you ready? Now something will happen in my house when I do this. A whistle. Okay. Do you know yet? Ball, wipes, whistle. Maybe one more clue, Paula, one more thing to tell us what your plan is. Oh, you always need these, and this is why I've got the wipes, because sometimes they burst. <sighs> <laughs> Poo bag. Paula's plan is to walk her dogs. Yeah. Paula's brought everything she needs for her plan. Thank you, Paula. Pleasure. And just to prove a point, Ben. Okay, Ben has got a plan as well. Ben, what have you got there? A, lap a laptop. Okay, Ben's plan involves a laptop. Right. Some music. Some a laptop and some music. Mu music and a lap... Hmm, homework, maybe? And my didgeridoo! A, a, a didgeridoo what now? <laughs> a didgeridoo. A didgeridoo? Would you believe it? A didgeridoo... What? What is Ben's plan? I'm having a didgeridoo lesson. A didgeridoo lesson. He's put all the things he needs for a didgeridoo lesson. Thanks, Ben. I hope it goes really well. What did Jesus, what did Judas, I should say, what did Judas and his new friends have in their bag? What was their plan like? Have a look in verse three. Judas came into the garden, guiding a detachment of soldiers and some officials from the chief priests and the Pharisees. They were carrying torches, lanterns, and weapons. Judas's plan is a bad plan, but it's not just his own plan. He's come with some Pharisees special police. He's come with hundreds of Roman soldiers. Some of the grown-ups might remember. If you've been reading John's Gospel in chapter 13, we know Satan has gone into Judas. This is Satan's idea. And so here we have Judas with Satan's bad plan leading a big group of all different people. And what have they brought with them? Let's have a look. They've brought torches and what well, lanterns but I've only got more torches so lanterns and weapons they've brought torches because this is the kind of thing you do after dark when you don't want to be seen and they've brought weapons because they intend to hurt people their plan is to capture and to kill Jesus probably his disciples they have a bad plan. But Jesus has a better plan. They have a bad plan, but Jesus has a better plan. Let's pick it up. Hang on, let me dump my stuff. There we go. Pick it up in verse 4. Jesus, knowing all that was going to happen to him, went out and asked them, Who is it that you want? Jesus knows everything that's going to happen. He finds them. The light of the world goes out and finds the people scrabbling around in the darkness with the torch and he offers himself to them. Look, Jesus, knowing all that was going to happen to him, went out and asked them, who is it that you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. I, I'm he, Jesus said. And Judas the traitor was standing there with them. And Judas has come to identify Jesus, and he does, but Jesus identifies himself first. Jesus doesn't hide himself in the garden 
like someone did a long time ago. Jesus reveals himself in the garden. They're looking for Jesus of Nazareth. And Jesus of Nazareth is right there, but he goes by another name. He has an older name. His name is I Am. And that's God's name. Jesus, knowing all that was going to happen to him, went out and asked them, who is it that you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. I am he, Jesus said. And Judas the traitor was standing there with them. When Jesus said, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. Like, like that. They were blown away. Completely flawed. Just by Jesus speaking his name. And look, if you were going to get away, right, now's your chance, Jesus, disciples. If you're going to, if you're going to act, if you're going to get your own sword or whatever, like now is the time. They're all on the floor. What does, what does Jesus do? He, he waits for them to get up. Verse 7, again, he asked them, who is it that you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they said. Jesus answered, I told you, I am he. Jesus comes to them. Jesus identifies himself to them. Jesus is making sure he is caught. And that is his better plan. This is God's better plan. This is the plan that Jesus and his father had from before the beginning of the world. Their bad plan was to take Jesus. His better plan is to give himself Their bad plan was to come and wield swords and weapons against other people. And Jesus' better plan is to let the sword fall on him to protect other people. The cross, which is where this leads, is Jesus' better plan. It's not an accident. It's not a mistake. His life wasn't taken from him by force. Jesus is obeying his father and carrying out the plan that they had from before the beginning of the world. He's completely in control. But you might well wonder, how is that a better plan? So Satan and Judas and everyone else have a bad plan. Okay, Jesus and his father have a better plan. But how is it a better plan? In the rest of this passage, we're going to see that Jesus and his father have a better plan to save people. Have a look down at verse 9, where we left off. Well, 7, 8, 9. Okay. Again he asked them, who is it you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they said. Jesus answered, I told you that I am he. If you are looking for me, then let these men go. This happened so that the words he had spoken would be fulfilled. I have not lost one of those you gave me. The better plan is for Jesus to hand himself over and to save his disciples. He will hand himself over and his followers will go free. Jesus' better plan is for the good of those he loves. But poor Simon Peter He doesn't get it. No way, he thinks. I'll get Jesus out of this mess. And what does he do? Look at verse 10. Simon Peter has got it all wrong. Simon Peter, who had a sword, 
drew it and struck the high priest's servant, cutting off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. Simon Peter's got it wrong. His plan has got a sword in it too. It's just like the bad plan. He's no better. He's no different. And he shows us the need. He shows us his need. He shows us our need for the better plan. Jesus was having none of this though, right? Verse 11, Jesus commanded Peter, put your sword away. I hope I don't need that again. I don't think I need it again. Put your sword away. Shall I not drink the cup the Father has given me? Jesus' plan is to drink the cup the Father has given him. Now this cup is a word picture rather than a picnic. Uh, It's not a cup that anyone would want to drink. Now I wonder, would you want to drink the cup that my children made for me? honest would you drink that cup you wouldn't drink that cup would you but here's the thing the cup that Jesus drank is about a million times worse a billion times worse whatever number you can think of times it by that again okay that that drink was disgusting right but the drink that Jesus was going to drink as part of the better plan was a scary cup, not just a disgusting cup, a scary cup, okay? In that cup was something much, much worse. In the cup that Jesus was going to drink was God's anger, his judgment at sin. In that cup was God's anger at all the sin and badness and nastiness and bullying and jealousy and all the bad things you can think of. In that cup was the punishment for all the sin. The punishment of God for all the sin of all the people that the Father has given to the Son. That punishment was death and hell. Being separated from all the loving goodness of God is what was in that cup. And Jesus drank this cup. He drank all of it. For us, he wasn't forced. No one could make him. The bad plan, the bad plan couldn't make him do anything. It's okay, there was no one there. Jesus chose. Jesus had a better plan to drink this cup, the cup of God's punishment for our sin, to save us. The better plan that God the Father and God the Son had had from the beginning of the world was that the Father would send the Son and the Son would choose to suffer and die for us instead of us in our place. He would drink the scary cup so that we would never have to because he loves us. Actually, you know, their bad plan that went over there somewhere, if you look in verse 14, was that it was... It would be good if one man died for the people, they said. But you know, it was Jesus' better plan that one man should die for the people. And how wonderful is he? How powerful 
is he? How full of tender compassion for you is he? And John wrote this down in your Bible so that we would love Jesus who loved us. John wrote it down for you. If you, I don't know who you are, you're a fidgety four-year-old or a seven-year-old with ants in your pants or a 13-year-old who really should have showered this morning or an 18-year-old who spent all morning in the shower or a 45-year-old hugging your coffee or a 75-year-old wishing you could hug your 45-year-old coffee-hugging children or if you're a student reading this, watching this at 2.30 in the morning on Tuesday or whenever you watch it, for you. John wrote this down for you so that you could know how much Jesus loved you and so that you would love him, so that you would believe in him and have the life that he gives. Let's pray. Loving Heavenly Father, thank you for your better plan. Lord Jesus, thank you that you drank the scary cup for us because you love us. Holy Spirit, would you use what John wrote down to fill our hearts with love for Jesus. Amen.